You're now listening to J House Radio in 5, 4, 3, 2, 1. Yo. How you doing today, brother? I'm doing pretty good. How about you? I'm doing great, man. I'm doing great. Um, just chilling. A little thundery over here. Um, not doing much. Listening to the uh, second half of um, Justice Con today. Featured Ray Porter. I mean, not Ray Porter, but Sean O'Connell, the artist of the Snyder Cup movement, Debbie uh, Snyder, and everybody else. So, yeah, it's literally literally uh, just been fun, man. What's up? What's up? Uh, not much, man. Just looking forward to breaking all this down with you. All right, man. Awesome. Well, for those who are tuning in on IG Live, uh, for those who will watch later, this is J House Podcast Radio, episode number 116. It is 3.34 at the hour. And if you don't know, now you know, yesterday started off one of the greatest fan events I've ever seen organized by the fandom for the fandom. This is Justice Con. Um, shout out to, as I've been saying this whole life, shout out to uh, the Nerd Queens and uh, Wonder Meg, everybody who, who got together to make this happen. Um, it's just been an awesome event so far with a lot of great information that we've gotten from Ray uh, Park and uh, Zack Snyder, Debbie Snyder, uh, Fabian, F- Fabian Wagner, uh, who else? Um, I'm, so many great, great guests that have been on, man. Uh, just been awesome. Jay Olivia. So, you know, man, it's just been awesome, bro. Um, hopping into it, uh, I just want to start out with just sort of the overview of what panels that we've gotten so far. Um we, of course, we've had the panels for the American uh, Foundation for Suicide Prevention, which is the core of what this is all about. They have sign-up information on their page at AS, AFSP.com. You guys can go there, become an advocate, support everything. Everything that Ink to the People does with Zack Snyder and all of his merchandise, you buy it. And all of those funds and proceeds go out to the uh American Foundation for Suicide Prevention, which is what this cause is all about. So shout out to them. Um, then we moved into uh, Ray, uh, Ray, Ray Park, who um, talked about Thanos and Darkseid, and he was asked the question, of who will win? Um, he said he, he said this word for word that uh, Darkseid, the overall consensus is that Darkseid will win because he doesn't need a special glove to get anything done. I'm like... There's no argument there. So, um, yeah. Um, he also confirmed. Easy W for Dark Side. Easy uh, W. Easy W. Exactly. Easy W. Uh, Ray also confirmed that he did motion capture as Dark Side alongside Siri and Hines and uh, everyone else who was in mocap. So that was awesome. So we're going to see those scenes as well. Dark side as confirmed by no Steppenwolf as cons- as confirmed by uh, Zack Snyder is going to be returning to his original form, not what we saw in 2017's Justice League, but the original form of Dark Side of uh, Steppenwolf. So that's going to be freaking crazy. Um, then we move on to Ray Fisher, who um, I'm just going to keep continuing the overview of everything. Ray Fisher. Uh, continued to speak on the strong uh, movement of the fandom and how he was kept encouraged and how it kept him pushing forward. He also talked about how he had to keep his silence for two years before he could expose the events of what happened with uh, Joss Whedon and that whole, um, that whole ordeal. So he really dropped a lot of information. He said, and I quote that Joss Whedon is probably scared and he should be unquote. And, that's true. And not only that, but he did confirm that other cast members of Justice League are willing and ready to speak out 
to confirm his story with Joss Whedon. So he's organizing that and they're getting that together according to him, which is great. And then of course we had, um, we had Zack Snyder, Jay Olivia, the ultimate troll shutdown guy uh, of the uh, Snyder cut fandom. So it was awesome to have him on there. And uh, Zach, of course, just dropped great, great stuff, a lot of great knowledge, and we're going to break that down. But what about you, Evan? What, is, what has been your general consensus? How have you enjoyed Justice Con so far, bro? My overall general consensus is this. I know I've said some negative things about Snyder and the Snyder Cup movement in the past, mostly because some of them really, really get on my nerves. But I will say this. It there is something to be said about the amount of dedication that this group has. Yeah. Um, there's a lot to be said for how we, uh, a lot of people like myself feel we got cheated out of a film. Yeah. Um, and as a result of, I mean, I'm not going to, there were a lot of reasons why it happened, why DC is where it is, but the failure that was justice, uh, justice league I think we can all say that was probably the best one. Yeah, that was the best one. That was probably the That's the main reason why DC films have left a sour taste in people's mouths. So to get this, I mean, it's amazing. Um, and we'll see if the damage has already been done. But in terms of uh, what I heard, I haven't actually watched the event. I've just read what's been said and what's been announced. And... Uh, there's one thing I'm really excited that I heard, well, uh, and that is that Zach said that there will be no shots of Justice League in this film. Yes. Not, not one. Not one. Not a second. Not, not near a damn one of them is going to be in this film, and honestly, I wouldn't have it any other way. Yeah. I... I would not have it any other way. I would like to forget that Justice League exists. Yeah. Uh, but, um, yeah, I'm excited. And Black Suit Superman looks pretty sick. I'm not going to lie. He looks right. sick. Right. Uh, so I'm excited about that. And then, you know, on top of everything else, I'm just excited to see a live-action Dark Side. See, because for me... I'm not really looking at this so much as like, this is Zack Snyder. I'm looking at this as this is DC as a whole yeah. for me. Um, at, and, you know, you and I talked yesterday about how I, I just want a good movie. You know, I'm not, I'm not being picky. I just want a good film. And uh, yeah. everything I've seen so far is, it seems like this one's going to be good. Yeah. And, and, and rightfully so, bro. Cause you, and, and we talk and we, the Snyder cut fandom and then at large, just DC fans in general, whether they're part of the, the Snyder cut movement or not, like you're not like, that's not being picky at all because when you pay, and it's not even about the money, but when you pay money and invest so much time, you know, into these characters, you know, we're talking about merchandise, comics, you know, everything, the whole nine, you know, when you come and sit down in that theater, you're expecting to get something that's going to change your life, you know, something that's going to be epic. And so I don't fault anyone at all for, you know, wanting a good DC, DC to get back to making, to uh, get back to making good films. And so, you know, that's not, that's not picky at all, man. And, and, and yesterday we discussed it. We talked about, um, we talked, we talked about how, you know, we, I had, I just had that standing faith about, you know, Justice League being, this Justice League being a, a good one already. And I'm like, I have no choice but to keep that. But with what we've been through in the past two and a half, three years, man, I can't, I can't hope for anything less than that. You know what I'm saying? And 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 you always pointed out, you know, minus the exception of of Joker, um, 
And in my opinion, Man of Steel and BVS and Wonder Woman, uh, DC hasn't really had any, you know, pop outside of all of that. But, you know. Well, and, and when I said that, what I meant by that was, is generally superhero films typically get a lot of hype. Yeah. And they're very, they're very talked about. Right. Um, and Joker was the only film DC's had in the last three years that I saw on the news every day. I saw tons of advertisements for And it, during that stretch of Joker being in theaters, I was so happy. Yeah. I was so happy because I was like, DC, it has, Warner Brothers has shown me that there is some hope. Yeah. That they can make a good movie. Right. That they can, that they're capable of letting a director do his thing and that they can make a, uh, an original film. Right. And what I love so much about that film is that it showed that, like, critics don't have the power that they thought they did. Right, right. Because, because like, you know, you mentioned there were a lot of people that wanted to shut it down, and I had to correct you, and I said, no, it wasn't a lot of people. It was a handful of snowflakes. Handful, yeah. But that's neither here nor there. But, uh, but Joker had an enormous amount of publicity. It was everywhere. Right. Everybody was talking about this film, and, and it got an Oscar uh, for Joaquin Phoenix, rightfully so. Yeah. Um, but outside of that, for the last three years, I mean, we talked about it. Birds of Prey, I don't even think, brought in $300 million. I'll have to look at the official number, but it was it was almost a total flop. Right. Um, and the overall hype for the film just wasn't there either. Right. Um, so, I just really wanted to see. I'm, I'm actually looking it up right now. Birds of Prey's box office. Yeah. Because uh, I might be eating crow on that. I don't know if I said that right. How much did it make? Right. Um. No, Eric, I gave it way too much credit. It made two hundred and one million dollars. Jesus. And and for the. That's it. And for the people that are listening and and if and probably wondering why this conversation is taking place with Birds of Prey and the rest of the DCEU, it's because we have to talk about the whole DCEU in general because this is the future we're talking about. We're approaching uh, DC fandom and depending on what direction DC goes, that determines DC's fate, honestly. So after what we've seen here. So, I mean, that's why we talk about, that's why we bring up these numbers and talk about the importance of them. But go ahead, Evan. Oh, yeah. And, and, and you know, you and I have talked about we're not people that say that a box office determines how good a movie right. is, not by any stretch. Right. But in the context of the conversation we have about hype, box office is a direct correlation to hype. Right. And when you have a film that has that makes $84 million and this says here 84 million in the U S. Uh, so, I mean, that was an absolute box office bomb, Mm -hmm. just a total complete flop. Right. I mean, I hate to do comparisons, but when was the last time an MCU film made $200 million? Right. It might've made $200 million in one state, but not worldwide. Right. Uh, but in terms of um, Justice Con, uh, I mean, I am excited for Zack Snyder's JL. Uh, I'm trying to be. Um, I have faith. I have faith in him. Yeah. And uh, I'm excited for Dark Side's debut. But you and I talked about how, as much as I love Dark Side and him being the character that Thanos is based on. Because he is anybody that didn't know that Thanos is an almost carbon copy ripoff of Darkseid. Yeah. Um, but you know Thanos's debut was the biggest event in cinematic history. Yeah. His Darkseid, on the other hand, you know, due to Justice League, it, it, we didn't even know if it was gonna what it was gonna do. Right. And um, 
I will say this. I am glad, though, that Zach is getting to that. We're, we're seeing Zach's dark side because after what Josh did with Steppenwolf, I wouldn't want him within 100 yards of dark side. Right. I don't know what I would have seen. Right. And 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 honestly, like even with dark side, because because it, they're and tying it into Justice Khan Zach's panel. Um, when Zach talked about even uh, even Stephen Wolf, who would be more of a buffer in Justice League, who was there instead of Dark Side. I mean, Stephen Wolf's design was totally destroyed. You know what I'm saying? Like you say, it was totally changed from you know that menacing sort of look, that menacing mean beast sort of Stephen Wolf to this sort of humanoid character with testicles for a chin. And it it was terrible. It was just downright terrible, man. And you know, and and I'll say this respect to the Russos for what they did with Thanos, because I, I would not have been able to imagine uh Joss Whedon getting his hands on Thanos or having anything to do with Thanos. I don't think Thanos would have been what he could have been with that. But um but you know, it's it's all about just getting that, getting back what was what we were supposed to get the first time. Like you said earlier, Zach's not even going to use uh, anything from that theatrical cut of Justice League that was put out in 2017. So that is great. Good. And um, and not only that, but the movie's going to be. We're talking about epic epic proportions. Now during his interview, he he did say he he did say that at fandom we'd find out whether this was going to be a series or a movie you know but um he he said he he sort of hinted at some things it just felt like you know this may be since it's 2 214 plus you know what i'm saying we're probably looking at like a 3 4 hour sort of uh format here for this movie most likely so we're talking about like Lord of the Rings, but superheroes, you know what I'm saying? And I'm like, I love that. That's exactly what DC could use right now. Just like a four hour hero epic, you know, give us all the details of the story. Give us everything. And so that's what we're going to get um, now. And, and I, w- I want to di- I want to sort of divert the conversation into this because um Deborah on her panel also confirmed that they're doing another project with another director that they can't exactly say who it is at this time. A lot of people are speculating air cut suicide squad. Uh, some people think that it's been Affleck for another uh, a Batman solo series or Batman solo project. Um, what are your thoughts on that? If, and I and I know how strongly you feel about Suicide Squad. You have every right to. You got every right to feel that way about Suicide Squad. So I respect that. But if this extra project that Debbie sort of mentioned um, is David Ayer's Suicide Squad cut, what do you think about that? In terms, I leading- would, I I would not care in the slightest about going to see that. You wouldn't. Not even if HBO Max. Not, even, not e- I wouldn't care. I would not care. I don't care if they release it. I don't care if it ever gets released. It, it just, it, that film, to me, it's even worse than Justice League. It's even worse. Because uh, at least with Justice League, they had some idea of what the plot was and what, like, who the villain was, right. as ridiculous as he looked. Right. In Suicide Squad, it was nothing but a cash grab. That's all it was. It was a giant cash grab, a Joker who looked ridiculous and shouldn't have been there. So, and honestly, in terms of the air cut, I mean, if Joker's still going to walk out looking like the way he looked, I'm not interested. You're not going to have it. Okay. I'm I just have... not interested. I mean, I Right. I mean, it, I mean, like I told you, it was so bad that Ayer himself tweeted, "Yeah, I'm sorry. He looked bad. I know. I messed up." So, I mean, that right there tells me everything I need to know. Right. I'm like, well, and like, I, I know you don't like that he did that, but honestly, I can respect a man that can say, yeah, 
I messed up. Okay. Next. But on the flip side, on the flip side of that, if it is a Ben Affleck Batman, yeah, that's something I'd want to watch. Me too. That is that is something that I would because they had this whole thing planned of Ben Affleck's Batman versus uh, who was it, Deathstroke? Yeah. And I was so excited for that because I'm thinking, dude, this is gonna be some fight scenes right here, right? Deathstroke, Deathstroke and Batman. Mm-hmm. Let's go. Like, let's, let's freaking go. Let's do it, right? Yeah, but then that got ruined too. Right. Just and and that's just been the the thing about DC, man, that's been so hard to watch. And I I think I used this analogy once before, but the and and I'm gonna use this again for people who haven't who didn't hear me use it the first time. I compared Marvel and DC to football teams. I said the the pay the MCU is like the New England Patriots. Right. They're incredibly well run. They are. They're they're just phenomenally well run. They know what they're doing. They've got a very clear plan for the future. And they're winning at every turn. Everything they do. Now, even though last year it didn't work out for the Patriots, that's neither here nor there. You get the analogy. Uh the DCU on the other hand has been more like the the Cleveland Browns. You've gone through God knows how many people, you know, directors slash football coaches. You can't keep anybody around. You can't have any faith to go through with any project. You're just dipping your toe in, hoping something works. And once it may or may not work, you immediately pull out. You're like, okay, maybe we'll do this. And it's just a giant circus. Right. And that's what the D.C., I mean – and I think I told you this one time. I said, you know, at the end of the day, all I can think of is, honestly, did DC even need a cinematic universe? Like, did they even have to do that? Or could they just focused on solo films and, and done that? I don't know. It that That's a question. I don't know, man. That's, that's a question to really... Because th- they could have done it either way, but... It just depends on what direction that they were going on. Speaking of direction, uh, breaking news that I just wanted to break to you speak because you just you were just talking about cinematic universes. Um, we uh, I told you guys that I'm watching the Justice Con panel live with Sean O'Connell. Sean O'Connell just revealed through his book that Zack Snyder's Justice League and Man of Steel BBS um, all take place within the Elseworlds DC label universe, which will reportedly be on HBO Max under DC Elseworlds. So it is confirmed that this is indeed going to be a whole separate ordeal from the current DCEU. So it's Elseworlds, bro. That's breaking. The problem with with that is, though, so that leaves... So that means... BVS, Man of Steel, and Justice League, they're not a part of the DCU anymore. They're their own thing. Um they're yeah, they're they according to what Sean O'Connell just confirmed on through Justice Con, yeah. They are so they're let, all- so let me get this straight. The only three DC films in the past decade, minus Joker, that have been worth anything or now not even a part of it. Um not necessarily, not not necessarily. Well, my bad. I for, I forgot Wonder Woman. I forgot Wonder Woman. Right. Not necessarily. It's they're keeping the the current canon that they've um, that they've released theatrically. You know, Man of Steel, BVS, uh, Suicide Squad, Wonder Woman, and then Justice League, um, and then whatever continuity spun off of that. You know, Aquaman. Um, Wonder Woman 84, Harley Quinn, Shazam, all of those films are one continuity of the DCEU. But Zack's Justice League is the conclusion and or continuation of Man of Steel, BVS, and then his movie, which is reportedly an Elseworld movie. So it, 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 it sort of gives, putting that Elseworld label on it give Zach creative leeway, you know, to sort of say, okay, MOS, BBS, 
my version of Justice League, and then that's it can taint that's what happened there. But when you say Elseworld, that also implies alternate, which means the main continuity of the DCEU, which is whatever Warner Brothers is doing right now, Wonder Woman 84, Black Adam, all of that, Shazam 2, Aquaman 2, still has its own continuity. You get me? Mm-hmm. So that's that's what it's sort of start starting to uh to shape up like that 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 and it's on HBO Max of course so that's that's making a lot of sense. I'm just breaking that as as I read it down the Twitter timeline so that so that that's crazy. But um, well here's a con- here's a concern I have about all of this. And I, this just kind of got me. Yeah, speak so. You know, you, you look at the MCU, and, and one thing that I admire about the MCU is how all of it perfectly ties together. You know yeah. what I mean? Even though you can have all these different heroes, all their different stories, everybody knows, okay, I can, this is all coming together Yes. to one point. The issue I have with what DC's doing is, and, and this is kind of a concern I have, I feel like doing what they're trying to do, they're risking confusing the hell out of people. And when people get confused, more often than not, they're just going to be like, I I can't follow this. I'm just, I'm not even going to watch it. I'm confused. Right. Okay. I mean, do you think that's a legitimate concern or? I would say, I would say that for the, for the general for the general audience, that's not so much in the comic books and not so much in the comic book films. I would say, yeah, that's a concern for people like me and you and others who are diehard comic book fans and understand continuity in comic books and in film. I don't think it'll be that confusing and difficult because you look at the MCU and that's just one straight continuity. That's the MCU. Even though in the Marvel comic universe, we understand that there's a Earth 616, there's an Ultimate universe, there's an Earth such and such. Um, and then in DC, we understand... <coughs> oh, sorry. In DC, we understand that there is a, a multiverse, which means multiple parallel universes with different versions of the main dc universe so um but i'd I'd say the mcu did a great job in just keeping it in one straight timeline with taking aspects from the ultimate universe which is what the avengers is based out of and then using all the other classic elements of other eras of marvel just to make one straight timeline that's cool um dc though with this elseworlds move that that could open up a lot of flexibility because I mean, if you want to do multiple, if you want to do different timelines, you know, with different versions of characters, I mean, DC is actually perfect for that. That That's a dip. When we talked about different ways to do a cinematic universe, that's one. If depending on what they're going to release at DC fandom, but, you know, Elseworlds, if you're saying... Zach's is Elseworlds, then that that makes a lot of sense. That that opens up continuity. Mm-hmm. You can read well, and you know, th- th- there's honestly there's about a million reasons why the MCU was so successful and the DCU wasn't. Uh, and we've talked about I think half of them, but. Um, it's just I just really want to see sort of like a continual. What's the word you keep using? Contend what now? Continuity. 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 Yeah. Continuity. I I drew a blank on that. Yeah. I'd like to see that with, and we're getting that with Jack. Uh, Jack. Zack Snyder's Justice yeah. League. Yeah. Where we're finally getting that like end story, because that's one problem the DC EU's kind of had is. They're just all over the place, right? They're all they're all over the place with these films, and and Birds of Prey was the latest example of that, because that film comes out and it's like, okay, what where are we going with this? Like, is that the end? Right. Are, are we just focusing on a Harley Quinn story now, or 
right. what are we even doing here? I, um, and that was kind of my vibe the whole film. I thought, this isn't even a badly made film. I'm just sitting here thinking, what's the point of it? Right. And, and I think that that happened to me too. It really just stems from 2017 with just with justice league because you i and i and as you i I totally agree with you that confuses people because you you had this certain kind of set tone for your first three or four cinematic universe films and then with your ultimate team-up movie you just totally changed the tonal shift so we don't even know what's going on, you know, and then you go from balanced with Aquaman and then you switch back to humorous with Shazam and then, you know, so. And that's another thing too, is like when it came to Shazam, I was thinking to myself, so I was a little bit excited because I'm thinking, so does that mean Shazam is going to be a part of the justice league now? Are they going to find a way to work him in? Right. Uh, but they, they just kind of made that one film like, nope, here's Shazam. Here's a funny movie. Yeah. Enjoy. Yeah. Uh, and that was the thing about the, the MCU that got everybody so hyped is like at the end of, you know, Hulk and these other films, you're like, oh, crap, we're going somewhere with this. Right. This wasn't just just a, a superhero film. Something bigger is going to happen. Something real big's coming. Right. Uh, but with the DCU, they're just kind of like throwing stuff at a wall, hoping something sticks at right. this point. Um, I mean, I've seen you and I broke down the list of films that are being released. I think some of them like Flash, un- unless they're just going to cancel everything, because due to COVID, I don't know how far along they are in these projects. Um, but you know, there was the Flash film, which honestly, I don't know how excited I'd be about that because honestly, I didn't care much for Ezra Miller's Flash. But yeah, maybe because it wasn't the right Flash. <laughs> not even close. Not even. I have never seen a version of Flash where he is basically just a ripoff version of Peter Parker. Right, and Zach- that that was what it was. Right, that that whole thing was just Bruce Wayne and. Barry Allen were rip off Tony Stark and Peter Parker. Right. And and, and that was good. That was so, that was so hard to watch. I was sitting there thinking you got to be kidding me. Right. And Zach and Zach said that himself. He's like somebody posted on very he's like so that line where Flash is like uh Flash is like um I usually don't fight. I just like push people and run away. <laughs> Zach confirmed that on Vero. I'm like, he's like, <clears throat> that's not his flash. He never wrote the he's like, what the heck is that? Like, that's not so that's how I know. Like, that wasn't even the right flash that, that we got. So And I'm yeah. not saying Ezra Miller can't be a good flash. He can be. I don't want that I know to, he is. I don't I don't want that to get mistaken that I'm saying Ezra Miller as an actor can't be Flash. He absolutely can. Uh, but, you know, the actors only do what they're told to do. Right. So, I mean, I can't blame Ezra for playing a Flash that was real goofy because he was just, he was there doing what he was told to do. He was doing his job. Yeah. We can lay all that at the feet of one Joss Whedon. Right now, a lot of now I'm I'm seeing on Twitter that a lot of people are also some people are upset about um, this sort of Elseworlds label that was um, that may or that has so far as far as Sean O'Connell has said because it's straight from the source um, confirmed that Zack Snyder's JL is it's an Elseworlds story you know since it's a little bit more serious in tone and 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 what have you. So some people are upset about that and they, some people don't think that Zach's creative choices <clears throat> in Man of Steel or BVS needed any validation. So, um, I, I mean, I can't, I'm not, cause of, of course, to me, of course, 
what Zach did in MOS and BBS, that could have been normal DC continuity, you know, but I mean, if they, if, if he says that this is an elseworld, which he already confirmed with his interview with Grace Randolph, he said that this, his continuity and everything that he's done splits apart from the DCEU continuity as it is right now. So this was already confirmed, but now that it's labeled Elseworlds, I mean, <clears throat> some people don't really like that. I mean, but I mean, hey, I'm not, I'm not really, if you want to put, <clears throat> if, if they want to say Zach's trilogy is an Elseworld, then that's fine because sometimes Elseworld stories and or alternate stories are even better than the main continuity stories, if I'm being honest. If I'm being honest. Yeah. Um, it's like I said, though, man, it's just, to me, it's still frustrating that this <laughs> is where we are, but... Yeah. Um, but, you know, I'll say this, I mean, like, yeah, the continuity that we're getting this ending is great, but the what concerns me is what happens after Zack Snyder's Justice League for DC. To me, that's the big question. Right. Because I, I look at Justice Con and I'm like, okay, yes, this is a good win for the fans. It, it's a big win for the Snyder Cut. If you remember the Snyder Cut movement, sure. Yeah. For people like me, really big DC fans to me this is kind of like okay this is but now yeah that's what happens next what happens with what DC's doing like what are you doing so So that and 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 that's how come when when you were tech go ahead no no you go ahead finish go ahead that's how come yesterday when you were messaging me, I was so pessimistic saying things like, I'm not about to say that DC is quote unquote back in the game or that they're back on the map. Because to me, you're not you're not back on the map because you've announced something. To me, it's just like a team whenever they announce that they hire a new coach. That doesn't mean they're going to the playoffs. I want to see that new coach show up win some games, then we're back on the map. Yeah. <clears throat> so when it, when it comes to D.C., I'm not going to be pounding my chest saying, heck yeah, D.C., you're doing great, until I see D.C. release some good projects on the big screen or wherever it may be, who knows, with all this COVID stuff. Yeah. When they start, when, when Warner <clears throat> Brothers can start pumping out good films, then then I'll say, okay, DC is officially relevant again. Because that's the main thing here. Because DC is in dire danger of falling out of being relevant. I mean, for, forget everybody out there who's still trying to compare DC and Marvel. Forget all that. DC's at risk of just being irrelevant. If At least, at least they are to me. Like, Let's say the Zack Snyder JL is great and everybody loves it. Let's say even Zack Snyder haters are turned that they just can't deny how great this movie is. Every MCU fan loves this. Okay, great. But then Warner Brothers, they screw up their films. We're right back to where we started. Yeah, and I, I was about to say that <clears throat> that'll be. I'll, I'll rephrase what I said yesterday. Where I'll say that. DC is back on the map and only one half of the pie. I'll say that. I'll phrase it like that. As far as finishing what you started to begin with and bringing it back full circle, DC is back on the map in that. I'll say that. But as far as what comes next, still to be, like you said, still to be seen. And I agree with that because, you know, with DC fandom, we already know what's going to go down at DC fandom. You know, <clears throat> we're going to get a long look at a, at a trailer, at a teaser trailer for Zach's JL. Um, we might get a flash movie announcement, but this is a, a kind of multiverse type deal. We don't know yet. I mean, we, and, and 
and I'm a, and, uh, and I say that confidently. I say that because I know, you know, I know Zach's jail is going to be great. But now we're talking about the future of the DCEU, like we said. We don't know what that multiverse door may open up. We don't know what a Flashpoint movie might be like, and we don't know what they may at all. It's all about what they try to do narratively. Because if, <clears throat> if <clears throat> like you said, assuming that Zach's JL is going to be awesome, which it is, Warner Brothers can't afford to go back to, you know, light-toned, whatever the heck it was that they were doing post-COVID, I mean, pre-COVID. They can't go back to that. They can't. Well, it's not even, see, here's my view. I don't think the issue is even light tone versus dark tone. I don't think that's the issue DC's having. I think the issue that they're having is people can see right through cash grabs. People can tell. I mean, I feel like if there was a purpose to some of these films, even if they were lighter tone films, I think people would like them. Because I think you can have some humor in some DC films. But the problem with with Justice League is they just took it way, 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 way over. And on top of that, the villains look ridiculous. The CGI sucked. And it just overall, you're sitting there like, dang, this is... um, what is this? Right. And and I keep telling, Ev, I, I tell everyone that, Ev, I'm like, bro, having jokes or a joke or two every five minutes and a punchline may work for Marvel characters, and that's fine. There's nothing wrong with that. That may work. But with DC characters, that dynamic doesn't work as much. D, I'm not saying DC it's, characters. It's, to me, it depends on who's making the joke. It depends on who's making the joke. I mean, if you have Shazam in a Justice League movie, fine. I mean, it's understood that Shazam is a comic relief character. That's who he is. You can't make a serious Shazam. Right. Because he's just a goofy character by nature. Right. Um, But when you have Batman, who is the most depressing hero in the Justice League, walking around acting like Tony Stark, that's a problem. That's a big problem. Like, like, um, yeah. So, go ahead. Like, even super, even the Superman return scene, which was a hot pile of garbage in, in whatever the heck that was that was released in 2017. You had Batman. You had a Batman who literally branded criminals, you know, broke bones and beat men to a bare pulp. You had that version of Batman, the kind who had PTSD from the Black Zero event. You had that same Batman in the next movie smiling like a little child. You had the man pew pew, you know, with guns like he was useless. I'm like, are <laughs> it it just oh, it was just bad, bro. Like it, that that was not Batman. That that wasn't it right there. But it was definitely not the Batman that we had seen in the previous movie. No. Uh, and that was... And see, and that's the number one main thing. And this kind of hit me the other day. The Here's the biggest difference in why the MCU was so successful and the DCU, up until this point, has failed. And see, and that, real quick, I'm going to talk with you about this real quick. That's why I'm so pessimistic is because... DC's in an uphill battle right now. They really are. They are in an uphill battle, right. not with Marvel, right. but with themselves. Yeah. They're in a battle with themselves. Um, Marvel, the MCU, they could release two, three, four box office bombs in a row and then one good movie and they're right back where they are. Yeah. I mean, that's just, that's just the way it is. I mean, it's sad, but that's just how it is. But the main reason that the, the, and I noticed this, that the DCU failed, the MCU was successful, is that the MCU was able to create these characters that we fell in love with. Right. And they kept, and we got to watch them go on this journey and develop and become greater and greater and greater heroes. Right. You know, you look at Iron Man. In Iron Man 1, he's just kind of this arrogant, you know, douchebag but after going through what he went through you know you fast forward to endgame 
he sacrifices himself to save everybody. Right. Um, and seeing that, man, like the emotion, like we felt like we knew these people because we'd seen them so much. Right. So when when Tony died, it was like, man, that that hit hard. Right. That really hit hard because what we've grown up watching this dude. Right. The DCU, on the other hand, they're going all over with these characters. They can't really define who they are or what their purpose is or why I should care about watching this film. And if I don't care about the characters and I don't get that connection, why do I care about the movie? Right. And 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 I'll add that. I'll add this to that. DC has a choice to make. Warner Brothers. Because if I'm talking to Warner Brothers right now, the executive head, you know, you've you gave Zach creative control to do Man of Steel, BVS, you know, and, you know, take those characters into a new age and, and people love them like there's no tomorrow. You did a good job with that. And then you went ahead and ruined it with 2017's Justice League. So you got a choice to make whether you're going to make cash grab movies that don't mean anything or you have a choice to stick to the root of what DC really is, which is about making movies with characters that have purpose. DC hasn't had a cinematic universe movie come out that has had characters with purpose since Wonder Woman. So they got a choice to make, bro. And I agree. What up, Jay Bird? What up, uh, Oni? What up, man? Um, but yeah, they have a choice to make, bro. It's an uphill battle. I agree with that. It's an uphill battle. And I wouldn't have it any other way because Zach is going to do what he's, Zach's going to do what he's going to do. HBO Max is giving that man the payroll. He's going to finish his, that his version of JL. He's got his Elseworlds verse that hit, that's his own with Man of Steel and BBS. So he's going to do what he, he's going to continue to make. DC film if if projects spin out of that and they get sequels that go straight to HBO Max and his Elseworlds universe Zach's gonna do what he gonna do with them characters he's gonna make meaningful stories as he's always done the question is what are what are you gonna do Warner Brothers what are you gonna do with the rest of the continuity that you decided to take over and do what you wanted to do with it? what you gonna do with that you gonna go right back to doing what you was gonna do before, or are you actually gonna make characters that matter, make movies that matter, connect characters that matter? So that's and I agree. So I agree with you on that. They have a very, very uphill battle. Well, and and the main point I was trying to get you know there was, you know, we talk about the MCU, and I, I sent you the message yesterday. Because I've heard a lot of people, especially in the Snyder Cut fandom, say that, you know, the way the MCU did it is not the only way. I, after watching the MCU, MCU's done, I, I kind of agree and disagree with that, with that statement. The, the part of it I agree with is that, yeah, you don't want to copy everything they did with the humor and the everything else, sure, because being a carbon copy never works. Don't ever do that. No. But the, the, the area where I disagree with, though, is I sent you this. I said, no, it might not be the only way, but it's certain best. And I'm not talking about um, the humor or the tones of the movie. Right. I'm talking about the structure of the MCU. Because right. the structure of the MCU is absolutely flawless and built perfectly. It really is. Because you have these films and you kept the same actors, you cast them all great, and you showed us these characters, you showed us them coming up, yeah. their origins. And, and you know, I know you said we don't need another Batman origin because we've seen it a thousand times. The one part of that I would push back on is whenever you have an origin for a character, it kind of makes you connect with that character more, watching them come up and watching them become who they need to be, as opposed to just kind of throwing them in there and saying, hey, they're already a hero. 
it's kind of harder to care about them. Well, uh, the, the, the one exception to this being, well, kind of exception, kind of not being Tom Holland's Spider-Man because we didn't really watch him get bit by a spider. They did just kind of throw him <laughs> in. But what we love about him is when we first see him, you know, we kind of see his flaws. Well, we don't really see much flaws. That came out in uh, Spider-Man uh, Homecoming. Watching that, we, we really saw him, like what he deals with. And then we got that connection with Tom Holland and Spider-Man. And then the more that we see, the more we connect with him. I wish I felt that way about Tom Holland Spider-Man. I really wish I did. I have no idea why you don't. I don't I don't know. Like, well, that's a that that's a whole nother discussion, but I, I I mean Stan Lee himself said it was the best Spider-Man. So And that's fine. I, I respect I respect Stan Lee on that because he's the one who bought the character to life, but maybe that's just because I I resonated with Toby and Andrew during my childhood and I was growing up. So maybe that's why, but that's just me. That's just me. But, um, but yeah, but my whole point here being when you have characters in these movies and you watch more of them and you see them go through all this stuff like we've seen the MCU people go through, like the reason we love Tony so much is because I mean, a, it was a great performance by Robert Downey Jr., but we watched his journey, and we saw how he came to the Avengers, how all that started. We saw it with Captain America. We saw his journey, Thor's journey, and all their struggles, and how it all came together. Yeah. The DCU, uh, but with the DCU, on the other hand, the connection isn't there as much as it was with the MCU because we've seen these characters so much. We have grown up with these characters for the last decade. They've built that amazing connection with the audience to the point like we feel we know them. Uh, but with the DCU, they were in just such a rush to put something out that that connection never really built up. Well, I would, I would disagree. I would just say that depends on what part of DC of the DCEU you mean, but I pretty. I'm pretty sure you, I think you're talking about BVS, but that's something we'll always disagree on, no matter what. <laughs> but, um... Well, let me put it to you this way in BVS. That was the first time that we'd seen Ben Affleck as Batman. That was the first time. Right. The reason that the MCU got so much hype for Avengers is that we had already seen and loved Robert Downey Jr., Iron Man, Chris Hemsworth, Thor, and Chris Evans' cap. We'd already seen them, and we all loved them. So there was a crap ton of hype. But when it came to Ben Affleck, even though he was great, him being a new Batman, there was kind of that little bit of skepticism. Now, granted, he turned out to be great, but in my mind, I think if they would have somehow found a way and think about this. I think this would have made the DCU, I think this would have really taken it off if they would have found a way to go from the Dark Knight to Man of Steel to Batman v Superman. So that way, you've got the Christian Bale Batman who's, you know, given like if he was older, I could see him getting to that point. But you've got this Batman that we all love and grew up with and resonate with. And then you put him on screen with Henry Cobble. I think that would have made the DCU as a whole take off way faster. Nah, it, that ship, that ship would have, I just, I wholeheartedly disagree with that one. That ship would already sail because number one, we're talking about Christian Bale here. We're talking about Christopher Nolan. We're talking about connoisseurs that bought realism to Batman. A cinematic team-up would have been the last thing Christopher Nolan would have ever wanted to do. With well, I'm just saying hypothetically. In a hypothetical, in a hypothetical world. world. I don't know. I, it would be interesting, but <clears throat> Batman... But what I'm, 
But what I'm saying is, is that people already had that great connection with Christian Bale's Batman because we'd seen him go through so much. It's harder to get that connection in one film versus a couple of films. Well, I, I, I don't know. I guess it just depends on the character to me because for someone like Iron Man or Cap, absolutely. But when you're talking about someone like Batman, how much how much connectivity do you need to connect with Batman? We like, I don't think any other origin story, including Batman's parents dying would really sail after Batman begins. Like how much more is Batman? Like, (laughs) Oh my God. Well, I'm talking about seeing that Batman kind of like become the hero that he needs to be seeing that hero journey we've seen with that before batman be super, with batman be superman i know eric and we loved it and that's why those movies were so successful but with ben affleck it was like okay we're already at that point he's already he's done ben batman he's at that point here he is here's Batman. yeah so but my point with that being <clears throat> is we didn't we didn't get to really see him come up and get to that point yeah it was just like we're already there. Well, maybe. And so because of that, we didn't, most people, I mean, some people probably connected with Ben Affleck's Batman. Sure, I'll I'll concede that. But for the most part, for most people, it was just kind of like the connection wasn't as strong as it was with like Bale because we had seen him go through so much. Right. So... But um, back on what we were talking about with uh, Justice Con, like I said, I mean, I, I'll i say this. I think that this Justice League film is going to be good. Yeah. I, I really do. I wholeheartedly believe that. Um, I've told you a thousand times, I don't see how it could possibly be worse than what we got. Yeah. <laughs> But after thinking about it, I really it really kind of clicked with me on why I'm a skeptical. It's not so much that I'm skeptical of uh, Zack Snyder. It's that I'm skeptical about DC. What are you going right. to do? If... Yeah. You, you still there? Did you cut out? Yeah, I'm still here. I'm still here. But yeah, it's about like I'm concerned about what is Warner Brothers going to do post, you know, this post film. that film, yeah. <clears throat> like I said, if this film comes out and everybody likes it, great. Right. But the problem is, what happens if, you know, you release it, everybody likes it, and then you release just some garbage? Right. And see, I'm of the mindset, and this is just me, I would be totally fine if DC announced, you know what, we tried the cinematic universe thing, it didn't work, so we're just going to go back to making solo films for our characters. I'd be totally fine with that. I would not have an objection at all. Yeah, I wouldn't either. Because whenever... Because it's like this, man. At this point, I feel like Marvel has put a monopoly on cinematic universes. Right. They they really have because they did it. They did it best. Um, the structure was flawless. They had a and, it, and see, and it's kind of difficult when you're talking about because you know you had Steve Kassan on yeah. here on the last podcast, and he said something. You know, he was talking about different creator visions. That's kind of hard to do with the multiverse if you're trying to tie everything kind of together. It's kind of hard to have one director doing one thing and another director doing another thing. Yeah. Because, I mean, we can, you know, you look at the MCU for all the hype about it being a cinematic universe, it really is just one linear line. One linear line, yeah. With movies that are connected. So... But with the DCU, it seems to me like they're going to be making a bunch of lines. And I'm thinking, well, I hope that you can make it somehow make sense. 
and make it possible to follow along so that people will like it. And I do have faith in Warner Brothers making a good movie uh, with, uh, you know, with Joker and everything. Um, I'd like to see him invest more in Black Label uh, films because, I mean, heck, he made a billion dollars off Joker. Right. Give that give that film a sequel. I mean, everybody wants to see that Joker interact with Batman. That'd be awesome. Uh, Yeah. Even though even though Joaquin Phoenix isn't big on sequels. which I respect. If that's him, then that's him. Um, right. But I mean, overall, man, let me ask you this. I've asked you this question before, mm-hmm. but I'm going to ask you yeah. again. What does this, to you, what does this film achieve? Zack Snyder's JL. It just, this film achieves a, a few things. Number one, it just achieves that these characters like Superman and Batman and Wonder Woman have successfully been brought into the 21st century for people to understand, for this new generation to understand that these characters can't always stay the same every generation and, and that they change and that they, they go through things. So number one, that's, that's that. Number two, what this version of Justice League will achieve is that it will achieve Zack's vision as he originally intended because he already wanted he he when he hit Man of Steel and hit BVS he was ready to lay out a whole DC cinematic universe one whole linear DC cinematic universe but we know how all of that ended up getting impacted so for him this is a chance and he's doing this for free as he confirmed on his panel he's not getting paid to do this version of justice league he just wants to finish his vision as it was supposed to be so you know for zach it's just for 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 zach and for all the fans this is just a chance for us to see what the culmination of man of steel and bvs really was and what it really was supposed to be so that that's what it achieves and for me, a third thing it achieves that Warner Brothers can actually admit their mistakes because by letting Zach go back and finish this cut, Warner Brothers is openly admitting that, hey, we messed up. We we saw that you had a vision. We saw what you were doing and we messed up. So for me, that that's Warner Brothers openly saying, hey, do your thing. We'll let you finish it handle it you know what i'm saying so that's what that's what this version of jail is is accomplishing i can't speak for what is what because this is like like it was just confirmed this is the elseworlds thing this is a hbo max thing this is dc on hbo max so that's its own universe and continuity i can't speak for what warner brothers is going to do with the rest of the continuity post Justice League that they established, we're just gonna have to wait for uh, for DC fandom and wait to see. Because here's what's gonna happen at fandom: they're gonna lay down the the blueprint and the plan for what DC is gonna do for these next few years. Their announced films, how they're structuring their universe, they're going to announce it all, and. That's pretty much all we can wait for is wait for them to tell us what they're doing, bro. That's all we can do. But as far as Zach's jail accomplished, finish the vision and stay the course. That's what it got done. Oh, yeah. And, and you know, I am, you know, like with today with all this, like I am excited for this film. And like I said, I think it'll be good. I'm going to watch it with you. And I know I'm going to enjoy yeah. it. Um. But it's just a matter of, you know, what DC is going to do from here that has me worried. And so that's how come, like, I'm on the edge of my seat waiting for um, fans. Yeah. Get somewhere and pray, bro. Get on your knees and pray. Just pray. Because. <laughs> I mean, that's about all we can do at this point, because if they keep screwing up films, I don't know what's going to happen. Right. We can't speculate. Like, there's nothing we can speculate about about the other DC continuity. 
We just have to wait until fandom, man, which is August 22nd. So we got we got one more month, which I pray goes by fast because I really need to know what's going on, bro. I really need to know. So, man, we'll, we'll see. see. But yeah, that uh that concludes our hour, man. Thank you for being on. I appreciate you for uh being on here with me. As always, man, uh it's a pleasure and an honor. Uh shout out to everyone uh that's watching Justice Con. Shout out to everyone who helped build Justice Con up. Sean O'Connell, the Nerd Queen, Zack Snyder, uh Clay Enos, the Vero team. Uh, shout out to just everyone who's tuning tuning in. Ray Ray Park, aka Darkside himself. Uh, all hail Darkside! Shout out to him. Uh, can't wait to see him on screen. <laughs> shout out to uh, Ray Fisher and uh, everyone that's just making this thing happen. Super excited, and um, I hope everyone's had a great Justice uh, Justice Con. And um, now we just wait for fandom. You almost said Justice I said Con. Justice Con, didn't I? Oh, God. I'm washing my mouth out with soap. <clears throat> <laughs> but, yeah. Till then, man. Uh, we're just going to pray and see what they see what they give us at DC Fandom, bro. Mm-hmm. But, yeah, man. It was fun, It man. was fun, man, as always. Thank you guys for tuning in. Have a happy Sunday and a blessed new week. Peace. Peace. Thank you for joining. This has been another edition of J House Radio.